Welcome back to Patch Notes. It's been a little while. Uh, I'm Trevor Strunk, Hagelbun on Twitter. It's nice to have. It's nice to be back, everyone. It's nice to see you all. Um, I'm here metaphorically. Metaphorically, yeah. Thank God, I'm not actually looking at you. That would be creepy. but yeah, I um, I'm here as always with uh, John Bernhard. Uh, we we're, we're back. We are we are here. John, welcome home. Hello, uh, thank you. Um, this is my house now. I live here. <laughs> it's a uh, it's been a it's been like a newsless week. It, 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 there's been like we got a little bit of an injection there at the end with the uh, the games awards. But honestly, did you watch the games awards? Absolutely not. I streamed about an hour and a half of it, and then I quit to go watch. Um, to go watch uh, uh, Mortal Kombat with with Creel, mm. um, which was a way better move. What uh, is that like the movie or watching yeah, the games? Be oh played, yeah, yeah, or? the movie, the movie, okay. the, the the 1995 film. Yeah, um, that's just like that's like enter uh, that movie's just like an Enter the Dragon ripoff, yeah. right? Like directly with the Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, pretty uh, much. The Although best the funny slash worst CGI reptile. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Now the the cool thing about it though is that it really does. Um, for whatever reason, it's actually pretty good at like, and I won't, I'm, I'm going to give away too much if I went into all my review here, but <laughs> the good thing about it is it actually like sticks to the lore of the characters really well and like seems to really want to be like a super, um, I don't know, like faithful Mortal Kombat. Um, even in terms of the, even in terms of like the moves that they use. Yeah, given what I know about the stories of those games from both like reading stuff and playing the new games, mm-hmm. that's kind of a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I admire, I admire the attempt. Yeah. Um, also, the fight choreography is very good. Uh, it's filmed horribly, but the fights are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. We're getting a new one of those, aren't we? There's a yeah. There's, a there's one coming out. That's right. Um, get excited. <laughs> I mean, there was no chance that that property was going to stay without, like, the, it was, it's kind of odd that the most they've done with it since Annihilation really has been like a bad cartoon and some like fan film web stuff. Well, Annihilation, um, I think was, was just like, it was real bad. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny. I was, I learned a little bit more about, um, about Mortal Kombat. Um, and one of the things I learned was that it, um, <laughs> like the the movie didn't have John the Annihilation didn't have Johnny Cage mm-hmm. because uh, Johnny Cage said he wouldn't uh, do um, the movie unless uh, unless he uh, got paid more because he was mm-hmm. the best actor in the movie other than Liu Kang and uh, they said okay and then they had uh, they had the guy who played um, Ajax in the Warriors uh, play Johnny Cage and he died in the first scene. Yep. I mean, Johnny, there's always been, like, fun fights about Johnny Cage. Like, I, I want to say there was something in the video games, too, where they, you know, or he, they removed him because, the like, the, the the guy who was the physical, you know, how they how they had yeah, the act, yeah. had actors to do those things, and they, like, you know, pixelated them. Yes. Apparently, there was, a, there, was a, there was some issue with the, the guy who played the Johnny Cage in the video games getting similarly annoyed, and, and you know, and that's why he wasn't in one of the, the earlier or whatever's. That rocks. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, like George a, Lucas said, poetry rhymes. <laughs> George Lucas did say that. He did say that. Um, Alright, well, in any case, uh, 
yeah, I watched the Game Awards. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what a horrible horrible piece of uh, of work that is. Um, just it, just completely miserable. Um, I had no fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not an awards show person to begin with. Oh yeah, me neither. Um, but you know, at least the Tonys have funny musical numbers. Uh, did oh. they did they have bands this time? Yeah, I, I uh, if, if the they're... bands were the bands were really a funny actually. It was um, it was Grimes, uh, churches, and uh, and Green Day. Green Green Day. Green I know. Day, right. Pretty cool, huh? Those guys are still around. Uh, they I sure are. I bet they have a new album out, too, uh, because no one has taken... Uh, someone should power of attorney that away from them, their ability to release new music. Um, I mean, you, the think last, they, you think they can do that? Uh, I mean, no, but someone should. <laughs> I, 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 I had, uh, the car I used to drive had, was an old Mazda from the... You know, early, early 2000s. We're talking like before, well, while we're talking the CD player range of cars. So you didn't have an aux jack for your MP3 player or anything. You didn't have a tape deck because you never remember the, uh, wow. they used to have yeah. those like those conversion things where you put a, it was a tape with a cord on it and you could plug the cord into oh, your I MP3 remember. player and you put that, that in your tape deck. So this was in that, 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 that brief moment. When it was it was the CD player economy, and you didn't have any way, you know, the only thing I could do if I wanted to listen to my own music was, you know, get a CDR drive in twenty, you know, fourteen, twenty fifteen. What a nightmare! You know, put that in my computer and like burn CDs like I was back in you know tenth grade, uh, and and then see how well they worked because obviously you know. Those things always had like a 70% success rate at best. Yes, of course. Uh, so since I was lazy, I didn't do any of that, and I just listened to pop radio um, that my sister programmed into the car because it was her, her old car. Um, and that was how I you know, realized that Green Day was still releasing music with that like Revolution Road or Revolution Radio or whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. And it... Like, I remember thinking American Idiot was a lame, distilled version of their old sound. But this was like a lame, distilled version of American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a bad time all around. Um, now I have a, a car with a proper aux thing in it. The really? Noble, uh, the noble <laughs> 2011 Hyundai Accent. Uh, and it's V4 engine. <laughs> oh, John. Well, at least you're getting where you need to go. Yes. The Hyundai exit. Get where you need to go. We promise. Yeah. Um, well, we, we finally got our ad out. That's great. Yeah. Uh, John, um, the news this week is kind of dull, in part because yeah. I got to tell you, the Games Awards, uh, truly, like, not much to say there. Yeah, well, let's start with them because we were talking about them. The, oh, biggest, it sucks so bad. the biggest news that came out was the launch. Not even the launch or a demonstration, but just the naming ceremony. Yes, for of the, the new Xbox, the, new Xbox, the uh, Xbox Sex. Um, sorry, the Xbox Series I don't, Series X. Like, why, yeah. why do you a singular device is a series? Like, it, it sort of works it's for graphic pretty, cards because you have a range of devices within that family. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I can sort of see it under the the idea that. Maybe they want 
you'd have a base console that you will be upgrading over time. But, because obviously you can't really treat consoles like you treat phones, just for um, how the, like, because new phone purchases are always subsidized by your plan. Uh, sure. One of the, also, <laughs> I mean, even a lot of them are uh, subsidized by your plan, but then also still rented. And I yeah. haven't seen a console yet that can be rented. Yeah. And I mean, on, and honestly, the phone model is hideous in mm-hmm. so many ways, especially for our environment. Yeah, um, sure. And they're, you know, we should not be dis- we should not be getting new phones every year. It's insane. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there's so many other things wrong in the world right now that we can't really go to bad against that problem not at yet. the moment. Uh, but yeah, no, the idea that there, uh, you, you can't really be replacing these $500 fairly large systems uh, every year or every eight months or whatever. Um, honestly, this, this model they have right now where they put out a base model and then a better model three, two and a half to three years later is already kind of pushing it. Now, yeah, no, definitely. If you if you if you set up a system where you buy the base model and then you get like things to plug into it or add on to it over time, that could work. But like, is that just that's just a PC? Com- yeah, that's just a computer then. Like, I mean, these things have been coming be been becoming computers for a long time, right? Like, mm. it sort of became clear what was going on when the Xbox One had like crossplay and shared a store with the PC versions of those games. Yeah, I mean game game pass is is pretty much, you know, what you'd expect. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I I thought I thought the funniest thing about the Xbox uh announcement was that they did it with a a, a speech from Alan Watts, mm-hmm. um which was very funny. Uh like it's very very a lot of a lot of extreme um uh pathos for what is just another like giant toy um corporate but, announcements have gotten fucking insane man yeah like, no it, it rules it's great it's it's like it's like a avant-garde theater at this point um that staples rebranding video will stay with me until i die this <laughs> did you see that it was like this ridiculous it was this r- ridiculous corporate presentation um and it was and it was shot and cut so that you weren't sure what it was going to be oh okay um, as as this like this multimedia giant presentation of, you know, speaking in corporate vagaries about, oh, this is powerful. We're changing the game. The new mm. paradigm is here, that sort of stuff. And then, like, the new Staples logo comes on the screen. And everybody, because everyone there obviously works for Staples or is a contractor it. or, some you know, somebody who relies on Staples for their job, shoots to their feet. Massive applause, you know, hmm. not not quite eight minutes standing applause like the Joker movie got at Cannes, but you know, applause, um, and you know, it, it, this stuff sort of is like that. Like, there's at least in the games industry, they have to pretend to be hip and cool. Um, so there's there's more like tech bro nonsense, um, or you know, we're all just having fun up here nonsense. Yeah, um, right. which is all artifice, but it's also it's at least more tolerable than um, brand managers giving TED talks. Boy, I don't know. The, the, watching Jeff Keighley on the awards last night was just p- incredibly painful. Yeah, um, I, I I can't imagine there's better, but I hear you. 
I mean, the, the, but like the thing about the thing about um, the thing about the new Xbox is like, I mean, we we didn't we don't know anything about it. There's there's nothing to know, you know. Um, we basically know we know what the launch game will be. Uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade Two. I didn't really feel like that game needed a sequel. Um, uh, yeah, but you know, the first game was good enough. Um, so I, I'll definitely play whatever Ninja Theory wants to do in that space moving forward. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, honestly, I don't... Other than that, it was just, like, a bunch of nature and then an Xbox, a big old Xbox in the middle. Yeah. I think it rocks that there is, like, a new uh, extremely big Xbox. Yes. It's like Penny Arcade. I mean, it's coming died. home. It's coming like this is this is what it was destined to be. I mean, the X, even the three. I, I don't. I, I don't actually have an Xbox One. Uh, I've been PlayStation for a while, but I do really. F- I think wasn't the one bigger than the PlayStation uh, Four. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I, they've always been bigger. Yeah, they're basically just big machines. Um, they sort of achieved parity with the 360 and the PlayStation 3. Those were roughly the same size at launch. Uh, poss- at launch because the PS3 had a PS2 shoved in it. Um, <laughs> what I don't get, and like maybe I'm, maybe I'm being silly, but what I don't get is why they are cutting into the computer market like this. Like why – I guess then you get everything, right? Yeah. Like I guess that's the – I mean it's, it's always the operating the system, right? The operating right, system right. is what what keeps the lights on here. And Windows 10 is, I believe, these these boxes. I think even the Xbox One is just a Windows 10 install. It's not a special version of the operating system or anything. I mean, it, you know, it's it's customized. You don't have to set it up or anything. But that is that is the operating system it's working on. Um, mm-hmm. And so the operating system is like everything to Windows. Uh, yeah, and Microsoft. Yeah. So they're and so it doesn't matter where they get it, just yeah. so long as they're selling it. That makes sense. Um, and, and there's always this like. They had this sort of weird megalomania with the Xbox One. I think it was specifically Microsoft that did PlayStation, and Sony were a bit more muted about it, uh, okay. where the Xbox One was going to, like, replace your cable box. It was I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was a your, media, media yeah. center. And people have media centers. They're, you know, they use computers for that. Uh, so yeah. I see – I can understand why the computer company that dominates Western computing um, – because really, even even given Apple's situation, they're a niche market segment provider when it comes to actual computing. Uh, That's they're, correct. They're yes. entirely in the mobile game now. Um, so I, I can see why they would want to move the terms of engagement to the computing space um, and make these things into uh, basically computers that just sit in your living room instead of in your office. Um, yeah, of course. That's a fight it totally makes sense. But it's surprising that they did the thing where it's like, okay, now we're we're doing a, uh, it's we're suddenly we're we're a giant giant computer. Yep. Like this whole thing is just a big old computer. I mean, it's it is a computer box. That thing looks like half a tower, at least, and and it's only yeah. half in, in that it's missing some of the back depth. That is certainly as tall as a PC tower. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, I. I <laughs> Probably will not be getting one. Um, no, I can't imagine I'll get one either. Um, I think probably what's going to happen with me and the Xbox, uh, whatever, is I just won't cover any of the uh, exclusives on it. And I mean, like, honestly, the reason for that is because it's just, it's it, it looks like a lot of work, and I have a PC. Yeah, and also these exclusives 
should be available in the Windows 10 store, in the Microsoft store. Like, if you really do want to play an Xbox exclusive, you almost certainly are going to have a PC option for it, because that's what Microsoft does. Um, Sony is the one where it's, you know, up in the air where you just, there just is no option to play MLB The Show on a PC or on Windows, except Wait a minute. there will be. Yeah. Yep. Moving um, on to our next news piece then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that the ML, the, the, the MLB license came up again. Uh, they had to renegotiate it. Sony and MLB. Well, naturally, because the, ML, the MLB, MLB licenses are always being renegotiated because the MLB loves money. Yes. Um, and uh, so the previous state of play was that um, there is only one robust, it seems, sounds weird calling it a simulation, because I feel like the spreadsheet games are, are more simulation for the terms, mm-hmm. for the way that like baseball stat heads understand the term. But, sure. you know, but the, the high end, here are all your detailed players, you get to play a game. Uh, of baseball it looks beautiful you swing the bat you pitch the ball you catch the ball in the field uh, and there's a campaign mode or a franchise mode and there's online multiplayer that's sort of a sports ass sports video game the mlb license has been provided exclusively to sony um since i think like 2007 something like yeah, that. yeah the show the show is all sony yeah i mean it's been in the playstation since playstation 3 um it, it and obviously when it when that license went exclusive, a bunch of fan favorite games died, like uh, MLB 2K5. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Which, uh, you know, every every like year you get a piece about how people are still updating the rosters on that um, through modding and you know hacking it and stuff like that. Um, and we're coming up on the a point in time when there will be no more active players from the 2005 game. There's still a decent number hanging around. Zach Greinke's the most famous of them, I believe, because okay. he was just a god in 2K5. Oh, um, was he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, his curveball is the best pitch in the game, apparently. Um, okay. But yeah, no, you know, it, that, that game is, is showing its age. Um, but the... Now, 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 Sony is uh, still still it has exclusive rights to make the show. It is still going to be a first party Sony game, uh, in the way that you know the show twenty twenty and the show nineteen and the show eighteen were. However, um, MLB like looked around and saw that you know all the other leagues are getting the money that comes in from being able to publish on the uh, on the Xbox consoles on the pc mm-hmm. on the nintendo switch um, yeah i mean the switch the switch has to be part a big part of this yeah right? i mean and N- nintendo quoted the announcement with the baseball emoji so you know it's 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 con- not confirmed but it's pretty much confirmed that it's going to all the it's going to all platforms like a major release should not like an yeah. exclusive and it's it's kind of interesting because in a lot of ways it feels like this is this whole era is going to be the end of the exclusive. Yeah, I mean, um, it's been a long time since these companies treated each other like uh, Nintendo and Sega did in the nineties. Yes. Well, and I mean, I don't know. Like the whole the whole thing seems to be something like, yeah, uh, okay, so we're we're doing these exclusives until. It's no longer profitable to do the exclusives, and that's more. That's like quicker and quicker and quicker. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the uh, the Death Stranding, not Death Stranding. It was something else. Something else came out with like 
exclusive and then like with a giant like asterisk of like yeah what, what like you know when when it's not exclusive anymore <laughs> i mean yeah i mean we we're seeing that a lot more with epic store stuff uh yep. with storefront exclusivity as opposed to machine exclusivity but really they're tw- they're trending in the same directions mm-hmm. the timed exclusivity model sort of narrowing down to not ev- not just everybody being able to play the game on every platform but being able to play with each other like cross-platform stuff is really increasing too. Yeah, Destiny Two is is a, like I, I feel like the cross-platform that that int- no wait Destiny Two doesn't do cross-platform. I'm thinking of something else. But in, in any case, like Call of Duty, Call of Duty is co- is cross-platform oh, now. I is believe. it okay? Yeah. Um, it to the point where it like shows you whether your opponent's using a keyboard or a mouse. I mean a okay. keyboard, mouse, wow. or a controller. Uh, and it tries to pair you up based on that stuff. It's weird. Oh, and Halo. Yeah, Halo. Halo is the new Halo. Yeah, yeah. Well, not the new Halo. The Master the Collection. Halo remastered. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, um, I saw, I was watching some Giant Bomb because I, I I don't have the money to play Call of Duty um, or the time. Jesus, I, you know. Or the interest? Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of, see, here's the thing. I'm old now. Um, uh, getting good at a game takes a long time and staying good at a game takes even longer. Uh, so unless I'm willing to put like two to three hours a day into Call of Duty, uh, which I'm not, um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna be walking around, you know, getting Mister Magooing my way into headshots and drone strikes. <laughs> um, but no, Fair. I was watching some some clips of the Giant Bomb guys play, and the the like the markings change depending on which platform you're on because mm. it depends on who, who has access to what trademarks, obviously. Um, so sense, the PC yeah. guys show you playing with. I think the, it's the PC version that shows you playing with. Um, just shows you playing with like uh, a, a console, a generic console. Uh, while the PS4, you'll see, you'll be able to tell when someone's playing with a PS4 or with just like the words PC or Xbox or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's all interesting. As much and, and there was that news item about. The back ends, uh, the, like uh, I believe, Microsoft and and Sony have a deal together to like jointly develop or jointly use uh, Microsoft's infrastructure for cloud stuff. Um, oh wow! So yeah, th- that came out like four or five months ago. Uh, it was a relatively big deal at the time, but it's still unclear what that actually means. Like it was more like a, a, a letter of memorand of understanding than it was a like here here are the here are the specifics of how we're doing this uh, but yeah it seems like these companies are getting closer and closer now that they realize they are all going to be existing in this ecosystem together uh instead yeah, of I, one I think, of them taking it over seems a lot of it has to do with the death of, of phys- not the death of but the the sort of like lessening of physical media mm-hmm. like the idea that physical media is is uh, secondary to digital libraries and stuff like that like that that's a really good reason to just say like hey look like this exclusivity is uh it's, it's just not gonna <laughs> this is not gonna make us any money yep um so yeah uh the show's gonna be multi-platform that's gonna be fun i'll be able to be uh, a junk baller again with my exact same name and size and shape and just look wildly comically out of place on a baseball field so, oh, so you'll be a Baltimore Oreo. That's true. Um, what else we got this week? Oh, uh, from our Fallout 76 desk. Uh, they fucked up again. <laughs> yeah, um, I watched that video. It's very it's great. good. I just, there's just something awesome about, like, you know, the bugs can express themselves in so many different ways. And just the act of reloading, destroying your armor is 
so intrinsically funny. Um, but this is just, it's a great headline on Polygon. Uh, new Fallout 76 patch creates more problems by breaking legendary armor. Subhead, thankfully the problem doesn't seem to happen every time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess that's, you, you can be thankful for that. Sounds like it's going to be really hard to bug fix, though. <laughs> it is absolutely incredible. Like, it's just, it's so cool to watch, like, I, I don't know, like, it. I, I, I'm thinking about how long it must have taken to realize what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, wait, I just looked at my armor before I reloaded. And now it's now I, I like my armor is much less like what. But what happened? How, was it when I reloaded and just like going back and constantly trying things and then realizing like, oh, it's when I reloaded my gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so wild. So I'm glad that that is a gift that keeps on giving. Um, wasn't, oh, yeah. There, there was supposed to be, like, did the single-player content patch that was supposed to add NPCs to the game actually come out yet? I don't know. I feel um, like I would have heard about that if it did, through many I, various disasters. Yeah, I expect it's, like, pro they're probably pushing it through a lot because they they do have the, um, they do have the free weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, and, I mean... I expect they're going to want to have their best foot forward for the free weekend since everyone thinks they are a laughing stock. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly impressive just how bad this game continues to be. And, and this isn't going to be the end of it. We're going to have more segments on this. I just, I, I think like, I think the coolest thing about, I think the coolest thing about the, uh, the, I don't know. Like, I think the coolest thing about this game is that it just, it, it is just a tremendously crummy game like yeah. everything about it sucks so much i mean and like there's been nothing that's been valuable i mean is there one thing coming out of fallout 76 like even if you want to think about anthem like as my my constant refrain, refrain on anthem it's fun to fly in that game there's been nothing in fallout 76 that's been fun like is there one thing <sighs> laughing at people who genuinely engage with it that doesn't count uh, then no <laughs> um it's just it it's sort of it's sort of a profound new frontier of cynicism mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. in in every stage of that game's uh conception and execution uh this is not a game that should be this is not a franchise that was made for this kind of game uh presumably that everyone who behind its creation knew that um and cared to varying degrees about Jeez. that. I mean, it's, yeah, sure. it's not like the executives went in blind and didn't, you know, were unaware that a, a sort of MMO, sort of multiplayer, live service game didn't make sense for the Fallout franchise. They just didn't care, is the thing. Uh, sure, and right. And obviously the people who made it didn't care, which is exceptionally obvious in the work like usually you say things like you know you don't want to bad talk the people who put hours and hours and hours of work and love into the game it's kind of obviously not there with 76 like mm. some of this shit just straight up shouldn't happen in a professional release um so yeah i mean we'll be back uh with more news about fallout 76 when fallout 76 breaks again um i i just i don't understand the people who keep playing it I don't understand how their minds work. I guess at some point there's a sunk cost. 
<laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, it has to be sunk cost. It has to be like, well, I put so much time into this. Like, I'm gonna find something to enjoy in it. And even if you hate it, like, you're finding something to enjoy in it at that point. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, um, Resident Evil Three got announced. Uh, yeah, remake. so that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That looks great. July's pants. Um, you know, fixing one of the biggest problems with original Resident Evil Three: wearing pants. Got those that, look dressed appropriately for the situation now. Was there not pants? Uh, she wore a tube top and a uh, mini skirt in Resident huh. Evil Three uh, retail. Um, also, right. uh, you know the. The foreign fighters, Nikolai and Mikhail and all those guys, look, uh, you know, don't look like uh, suspiciously like, you know, un- more generic Americans. Uh, they look like, <laughs> actually look like dudes who, you know, you know Nikolai, I think it's Nikolai's the old one. Nikolai looks old. Mikhail looks like he's from, um, you know, Chechnya or uh, that that part of Russia that that character mm-hmm. is supposed to be from. Um their accents yeah, are still like reskins. Yeah, the the their actual their their voices their accents are still hilariously bad. Um, it's it's a, of course it's difficult it's to Resident like uh, the um, the older of the mercenaries uh, only has a couple lines in the trailer, but he seems to go between a French and a Russian accent <laughs> within Excellent. the space of a couple sentences. Um, Listen, he's just talented. Yeah. Anyway, the character find for that game. Um, and possibly all of 2020, because this is coming out in early 2020, is Young Martin Sandwich. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the multiplayer, one of the modes is going to be an asymmetrical four-versus-one thing. Um, I assume the one is going to be our friend Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah, uh, that would make sense. And the four are going to be... Um, they're not Instead of being characters from the base game, they're going to be like uh, survivors with various skills. Uh, so, uh, Martin Sandwich appears to be, uh, early college or high school aged, uh, probably early college. Um, but his whole gimmick is making traps. He's like an engineering student or something. Okay. Um, and more importantly, his name is Martin Sandwich and he does not look happy to be there, which we love you know, Martin Sandwich. I would not look happy to be there either. Would you be happy to be named Martin Sandwich? Possibly. Yes. I think it would be fun for like a week. Um, yeah, of course. People say that it might be a reference to the Jill Sandwich line from Resident Evil 1. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just going to enjoy the name. I mean, why not, yeah. right? Uh, all right. Um, Campo mm. Santo. Oh, yeah, this is sad. Yeah. So uh, Campo Santo making a, f- uh, f- I guess, a spiritual follow-up to um, Firewatch? Yeah, in the Valley of the Gods, I believe. Yeah, and uh, it looked pretty cool. looked like a fun little uh, exploratory game. It took place in Egypt, so, yeah. you know, you have, your, um, you have your, your, your caution goggles on and thinking about gamers doing anything uh, that ha- takes place uh, abroad. Yep. But, but that said, it did look neat. Like, it looked like a pretty fun game. Um, it looked like it was going to be pretty cool, and it's not going to happen. Or maybe it will, but it's on extreme delay at this point. Um, and the reason for it is uh, a bummer. Yeah, I mean, and, and the quotes about how on delay it is are really kind of pointed. Like, mm-hmm. yes. the, the, the statement that uh, Campo Santo co-founder Jake Rodkin gave 
basically just declares it dead and declares it dead in a way that makes it sound like they didn't like they they didn't find the game interesting anymore you know they didn't want to do this anymore well it seems like that's what they're saying like because most of the people it's it seems like this was a case of like very weirdly extreme brain drain yeah where like all of a sudden every single member of campo santa was like yeah i gotta like looking i'm looking at all this uh Half-Life VR Alex and I uh, now that we're aligned with Van- Valve can I just go do that instead Yeah like like this is directly a quote from his statement you hear a lot about how at Valve you can work on what you want it turns out that's true and there's a lot of work available and the implication there of course is that the work they want to do wasn't in the Valley of Gods um, Yeah yeah and then you know that seems fairly clear like and they're now integrated into Half-Life Alex which uh, you know, that I understand why Half-Life Alex is a more pressing corporate goal for Valve because it exists solely to move their VR product. Um, you'll be getting, if you buy their VR product, you will get a copy of the game for free. Uh, it is designed as a yeah. VR-only title um, that peop- that fans of the series who do not have VR will not be able to play, um, specifically to get you to buy that VR stuff. Uh, so I understand why Valve likes that. I don't really understand why Cap- Campo Santo was chugging along on this project, got bought by Valve, and then decided actually this Half-Life VR thing, shooter, sounds like what we really want to be yeah. doing in gaming. And, you know, fair enough. Um, if that's the case, then good for you guys. Um, but it really seems to close the door on that project ever coming back. Yeah, it does. And, 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 you know, on some level, I don't know, on some level that's fine because it's like, it's not as if we really needed a lot more atmospheric treasure hunty games. But on the other hand, I thought Firewatch was great. And uh, it's a shame to lose the spiritual sequel to that just because, uh, you know, Valve is like more fun to work for than than. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It's weird, I mean, it's, right? Mainly it sucks to lose it for a Half-Life VR game. Yeah, which looks like garbage. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't look like garbage. I'm, I'm sorry. It looks like it might be fun. The problem is that VR is, like, a really, really tough sell, especially to people like me who have motion sickness. Yeah. It is uh, It is a hard, hard uh, genre to use. Yep. And it, or, I'm sorry, not genre, but medium to use. Yeah, it has a, like a very to... high barrier to entry for cost and space, uh, and you know. And I mean, honestly, ability. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to draw a big deal out of it. I'm, not, I'm certainly not say, saying that I'm like suffering from disability because I have um, motion sickness, but like, I'm not able to do the stuff that I need to do to enjoy VR. So, like. On a certain level, it's like I would like to try some of these games, but I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to play them. Um, and certainly I'm not going to go out of my way to buy an expensive uh, device if I don't have one already. Like, that's silly. Yep. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. Hopefully yeah. they oh, well. won't buy any more game studios. I mean... <laughs> I'm sure that's going to Valve, uh, Valve has been... I mean, the order of Valve's last two projects. Valve's last project is Artifact, which has just been a disaster. Um, an absolute disaster. That that company doesn't seem like they want to be in the business of making games anymore. They made uh, Artifact was an obvious cash grab for a specific sort of market point in the card game region. It was you know 
it was explicitly a money drain and it was you know and it was geared to be i guess a replacement for the sort of economy they had around team fortress 2 um and yeah. it did not work yeah, very right. well and half-life alex also seems to be they're not making a game because and, and, they talk a lot about valve time and we do what we want to do because we love to do it but both artifact and this are very calculated economic moves um that that right. no, of course. don't really seem to jive with oh we're we're creating a, a a thing out of love, which you know obviously that's not always true in a capitalist or ever true in a capitalist economy, but uh, it was certainly more arguably true true about like Portal or something. Um, right. Yeah. No. Of course. I, I think like what's odd to me about all this is that like Valve has this. Um, this mystique, right, of being this, like, cool and innovative place to work for. I mean, like, maybe it is. I have no idea. But the... the like, There's always a lot of focus on, like, rolling your desk places in all these stories. <laughs> I th- Yeah, right. And I also think, like, the the idea becomes, like, oh, you know, I... Um, it's fun to work at Valve because, like, at Valve, creativity takes the number one stance. And, you know, this is always what's implied when it's, like, oh, gosh, you know, I... Uh, I even stopped working on my project because I was so excited about what Valve was doing. Um, and Valve really, really needs that to be true in order for people, like, because people like love it. People eat that up. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good, uh, such a good, like, uh, advertisement for Valve. It's such a good, like, uh, thing to say when, you know, all of a sudden, oh, we're kind of irritated at Valve because they did something irritating on the Steam store or they are pushing back, like, good creators for, like, pornos or whatever. Like, all of a sudden you just say, like, but remember how cool Valve is? And this feels like, it feels like, uh, like, this Campo Santo thing almost feels like propaganda where it's like, oh, we just, like, we got too excited about Valve. Yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't, it's certainly a weird statement. Um Yes. And and Valve probably does need to put out one of these games every couple of years to keep that mystique up. Um, I'm Artifact was not that game. Uh, I am unconvinced no, no, come on. that Alex is going to be that game. Um, but it's 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 at I'm, least more in that wheel wheelhouse. I'd be happily convinced by Alex if it wasn't a VR game. Mm-hmm. And like I have I, my friend Paul does VR, and I mean his his recent uh, his studio's recent Iron Man game has been like extremely well received it's not as if like there's no way of handling it but like it's just so funny that like they're really i don't know they're they're kind of betting the entire half-life franchise on vr yeah um i don't get it i mean it that's only really a concern if you think that the way they value the half-life franchise lines up with how the fans do Oh, sure. like, Fair enough. I don't think and that anyone in that company has the same feelings towards that game series that the fan base does. Um, even the same feelings. Yeah. That's interesting. I would think they value it differently. I would think they think that it's it's like not a seller. Yeah. And I think they'd probably be right in many ways. Like Half-Life 3 would sell, but not nearly the way that Half-Life 3 would have sold 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think there are still people in the company that like it. I mean, there. Are, I think there are people in the company who they act towards that franchise like they're afraid of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, every every decision they made about it before this 
with like Portal sort of being a side story. Um, yeah. With the episodes one and two and a canceled episode three, like why even like the episode structure for Half-Life 2 made no sense. Why wouldn't you just go to Half-Life 3? Like it right. didn't even yes. like uh, it didn't even make sense in the con in the context of them trying to pioneer a new distribution model um, because those those games didn't release Anywhere like how you'd say uh, a Life is Strange releases its content. They released on a nor like a normal game schedule. Um, they were, right. Episodes released slightly faster, yeah. if not very much faster. Um, and it, it seems like, I don't know, like the internal culture there got kind of spooked about what to do with Half-Life mm. 3. And it's that seems like that's sort of curdled. Like even this, this game is a pro is a prequel. It, it takes place before Half-Life 2. Like, oh, funny. It's it's okay. not even continuing the story. They still... But isn't like... I mean, even that goes against the whole Valve mystique where, like, everyone works on whatever they want and it's all about inspiration and stuff. Yeah. Like, the idea that you're, you're like, the franchise that defines your, your company, like, oh, everyone's just kind of, like, everyone's a little bit scared of dealing with Half-Life. So they're just like, kind of don't do it. Like, that's so strange. I mean, yeah, and there's been stories about projects starting with Half-Life... Uh, in the in the Half Life's area and being abandoned and being picked back up, uh, and I don't think they've ever really confirmed that Half Life Three was ever actually in development. But I, I assume, assume most of those projects were stuff like this. Um, yeah, sure. And you know, now that we're actually getting to see what one of those projects might look like, uh, we've only got the teaser trailer so far, obviously. Um, but it looks cool, but unnecessary. I guess is is yeah. what you'd say about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, for it sure. It seems like you know they don't they don't want to commit to doing too much with the world itself. Um, if you had, if I had to uh, compare it to something, it seems I'd say it, a, a previous Half Life game. I'd say it reminds me more less of Half Life Two and more of Lost Coast. If you remember that, that I that, do. Like, tech I do. Demo basically. Which was cool. Yeah, it was it was nice. Much much cooler if it's leading to something. Yeah. And Half Life Alex clearly is not. I mean, yeah, it's leading to. I mean, there's ways it could go. Um, obviously, uh, the canceled end to episode three of Half Life Two um, was Alex taking over Freeman's role uh, as mm. the G Man's like teleporting in uh, Mega Killer. Um, honestly, I, I could also see them just abandoning it because the whole G-Man stuff just net, like the more you ever, you have, you ever have to stare at that conceit, the less sense it makes, the less cool it is. Um, <laughs> so really the, the, they might be smart to be limiting him to like, you know, you get to come out of the, uh, out of the old, you know, archive locker once every seven years or so um because i nothing that none of that really makes any sense and it all relies on mystery and not being explained to seem cool or mysterious um but yeah half like I mean, he was in he was in this alex trailer obviously they're not going to make a half-life game without that that dude in it yeah. Um, so so maybe they're continuing that plot line. Maybe maybe this is maybe this is like a, a test line where they they're they're trying to see if if ha the Half Life name still has has a has pull. And if they and if they determine yes, then maybe there is a Half Life three coming with 
you know, maybe you, I, I wouldn't even know what they do with that. It's the uh, the plot got kind of silly by the end of uh, Half Life Episode Two, and with Portal existing in the same universe and the crossover stuff that they implied there, um, I'm not sure if they ignore that or just yeah. Either way, it seems like there's very good reason they're not committing to anything beyond the timeline established uh, where it ends at the end of episode two. Um, and maybe that changes yeah. if Alex is a success. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I, I just echo what you said. I think, I think they're kind of out of ideas. I think they don't want to make a bad move, so they're just making no move. It's a weird situation. And it is uh, not exciting in any way. It just kind of. I mean, sucks. it wouldn't be the first time someone wrote themselves into a corner and didn't want to get out of it. Sure. Uh, I mean, we just saw Doctor Sleep release. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> um, I believe that that's that's uh, Ewan McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson are, are the headliners. Of that they should be doing so much better work than Stephen King. Ewan McGregor has like consistently needed to do better work since he like got into Hollywood. Yeah, he was well, so strange. He, it's he slums it all the it's time. It's kind of like concerning, but also very on brand that he is like the only Star Wars actor from the prequel who like is incredibly into that shit and wants to return. <laughs> <laughs> as Obi-Wan Kenobi, everyone else is just done. You don't hear about Hayden Christensen wanting to, you know, do some... Reprise his do role. Do some, you know, young fascist... Uh, I mean, he's too old now, but, he, you know, maybe he could do Force Ghost, Anakin Skywalker, but you don't hear about that. Sure. Uh, you sure as shit don't hear about, you know, Natalie Portman trying to show up in any stuff. Although, Liam Neeson's not trying to do young Qui-Gon. Yeah. Um, I would not. Like I would. Robert De Niro. I would not be surprised if that Obi Wan TV show happens to see mm-hmm. to have uh, if if we get a couple scenes of Liam Neeson with that CGI de aging shit uh, in a flashback. That would be awesome. Uh, I would. That would be awesome because it would be so it bad. Um, I mean, like, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Um, there's one more. There's one more story yeah. before I forget, and it's it's the sort of like bummer, but also. Not, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a bummer story. Um, the next, the we've had another update at Riot, um, Riot Games, uh, particularly vis-a-vis the the sort of sexual harassment and um, you know toxic working conditions that were at uh, Riot uh, famously. Um, they have settled in court uh, and are paying a lump sum like uh, class action settlement. To every woman who has ever worked at Riot, uh, for uh, ten million dollars. Um, now this uh, this price uh, in uh, this is in the, a Kotaku article. Um, the price seems to be uh, the price seems to be like reflective of um, price seems to be reflective of like or the, I'm sorry, not the price the the amount that they are mm-hmm. paying seems to be reflective of the fact that. Uh, men got more money than women, and so like it is a it is a way of sort of like seemingly tying in a, a kind of reparations as well. It's a very strange kind of uh, response. Um, good, and then also as people say in the article, a uh, little rough that they're just paying off people to work with the the same kind of like uh, sexual harassers that 
or alleged sexual harassers that existed, right? To begin yeah, with. and it's kind of instructive. Like Ten million dollars is a lot of is a lot of money, but it's instructive of how big Riot is. That that yeah. is like one tenth the size of their like the the purses that they hand out yearly uh, for these right. things. Like they they have millions of dollars. Um, I don't think they they quite do. They have billions at this point. Uh, billions. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, the jump from millions to billions is Ryan? a big one. But I don't think so. I think they have millions. I would not say they have billions. You looking up there? Yes, I am. Well, as we all know, we trust the we trust the good oh, men shit. and women. Who Twenty-one billion. Twenty-one billion. Billion. Boy, oh boy. That it. Well, that that, them, that comes a, from the wealthrecord.com. Oh, so it's very yes. very reliable. Um, but that is their that is their uh, the company earned more than nine hundred million dollars in two thousand fourteen, which increased to one point six billion in twenty fifteen wow. and one point eight billion in twenty sixteen, two point one billion in twenty seventeen, and the net worth of the game League of Legends alone is said to be fifteen billion dollars. The net worth of the company Gosh. is estimated to be around twenty one billion. So obviously not all liquid, no. not all. I mean, assets for the real, most time. Real money. It, yeah, it's it's in that financialization space at this point, where the, the However, you know. I mean, <laughs> this this does put ten mil. However, um, no, this does put ten million dollars uh, into into some sort of context, yeah. um, which is to say, the context where it is clearly something they can afford and something they are paying off these people yeah. these women with it um it's not really registers the disparity in in power here between riot games yeah and exactly um, because that is right 10 million is legitimately a rounding error to them and the funny thing is of course like it's a really you know like if you want to be cynical about it and why not uh it's a really smart thing for riot to do because of course at this point no one who is reading this news is thinking like, oh, well, I mean, uh, $10 million is not a lot of money for Riot. Um, most people reading this are looking at this and saying like, man, these people made bank yeah. fantastic. Like, all right, good job, I mean, Riot. Many, yeah, but I, the, what, what I saw from people outside my sphere about this, like normies about this news who saw it, just, you know, people on the feed, was wondering immediately, like, how, how many ways could that possibly be split? You know? Yeah. yeah. They, they, it's certainly not... They, how many female employees even work there? Like, you know, it, even, if it, even if it's like 200, 200 female employees. And, and it's not ever. It's since 2014. I thought it was ever. That's uh... Uh, that's uh, what the Kotaku article says. We'll pay every female employee since 2014 with ten million dollar fund. Gosh. Uh, so you know we can't be talking about too many people here. I mean, yeah, people are getting you know life changing money, but God, the valuation of that company. Um, anyway, it really is kind of gross. Yeah. Like it's extremely gross. And they've how much money they're and making. they've paid to make it go away. And honestly, if it comes a problem again, they'll pay to make it go away then too. Absolutely correct, and it. Uh, I, I agree with the anonymous riot employee at the end of the Kotaku article saying that it is. Um, it's not good that the um, that they can just pay to make this go away. It's it. It is. It is a. It is a problem, yeah. and it's a problem that is not going to be fixed by. Um, 
it's not going to be fixed in any sort of easy way. It's actually uh, just going to be systemic and the money is fantastic and the money is needed, but the problem is still exists. Like the, uh, the dangerous thing here is to assume that now riot is like fixed perfect and there's no, yeah, right. And and a lot of people will. Um, And a lot of people will say like, Oh, well, what could they possibly do? And I mean, the, the answer is nothing. I mean, when you are tainted as a company that is filled with, um, you know, sex pests, uh, it's kind of who you are. It's, you know, I mean, sad, there's but stuff true. you can do. It's just that none of that stuff is stuff that companies are committed to doing. Well, I'm also thinking, like, what do, what do you do to become, like, to fix the right. problem? And I think the answer becomes, like, well, you can't fix the problem. You can just be <laughs> continually uh, kind of vigilant. Um, and you can commit yourself to making it better, but like to imagine that any one action or any group of actions would fix the problem is uh, either naive or marketing. Yep. Well, I look forward to getting updates on that in eight months, eight to twelve months, and here it's you know that the uh, the papering it over papering over it with dollar bills didn't fix the underlying issues. Yeah, they got that. They got that fantastic uh, new. League of Legends uh, single player campaign. So you know, get ready oh, for they, that. They, they have a single player. They announced that at the uh, yo. They announced that they're working on a uh, like a. I, I don't know. They didn't show anything from it, so I'm not sure what it will look like. But it's a single player uh, League of Legends thing um, that they announced at the Game Awards. Incredible. Well, <laughs> all right. So uh, I, I will obviously be playing that at some point, but. What I've been playing what a this week, <laughs> uh, since we are out of news. Um, we are incredibly. We are out of news. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing two things. Uh, Phoenix Point came out this week. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I didn't spend too much time on the game uh, because I did not find it was very good. Um, it okay. was. Uh, this is the the Xbox like game from Julian Gollop, uh, the original creator of the first XCOM way back in 1992 or 4, whenever it was. Um, okay. Basically, it feels like he played the Jake Solomon XCOMs, the new ones, the 3D ones, learned most of the right lessons, uh, and added in uh, a gimmick that makes the game basically unplayable, and it's also basically can't be removed. It's, I'm talking about the first-person aiming stuff. Um, it turns engagements into pixel hunting, uh, it Ooh. turns uh, the the angles or bats can be bad, the collision can be bad, the hitboxes can be bad. Uh, there's a lot of like, so when you you go you look down your sights right, and then you press a button right. to to bring up the fire option. That freezes it, which means optimal play. It freezes the animations, so that means optimal play is to animation hunt. Just pause and pause, um, pause and pause until you get that, you know, that one fr- set of frames where the guy's head is peeking out from behind a shield or something. <laughs> oh, that's that's and, and cover doesn't seem and obviously the, and this devalues the cover because the 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 aliens use a version of this as well um, for their AI. So cover doesn't really mm-hmm. seem to matter much at all. And okay. It, it creates a game where either you want to be right next to your enemy 
or across the map from your enemy, which means that shotguns and sniper rifles are how you want to play the game. Okay. XCOM 2 and XCOM spent a lot of time tuning the system so that mid-range combat with a rifle felt good and was useful and could be done. This is mostly through the flanking system, through um, how cover worked and how positioning worked. Because you couldn't, it was a dice roll, you couldn't actually, you know, pixel hunt your way to hit a guy in full cover. Uh, you had to rely on okay. the dice. So uh, rifles were, you know, a, an important part of that game's meta. In this, they actually have to lock the shotguns behind some skill tree stuff to stop you from oh, rushing yeah. shotguns at the beginning of the game because the shotguns are more are just better. Um, That's funny. So, and, you know, and uh, the strategic layer has, uh, has some fun stuff on it, has a lot, m- a lot more... XCOM, original XCOM stuff where it's, you know, you're flying around on a map and it's a lot of circles instead of, like, countries you're visiting. Um, right. Uh, but the game's plot seems to be entirely about relationship management with three factions. And I don't like, like, <sighs> like even war, even the War of the Chosen stuff with the three special factions there, that was, like, the edge of my ability to accept faction management as the thing I'm uh-huh. doing in XCOM. Yeah, I think, like, that's exactly not the reason people play XCOM yeah. games. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't know for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it had a lot of good ideas, but I don't think it executed any of them particularly well. It's kind of sad. Um, I was looking forward to that game. All right. But, so, then I uh, I had Gears 5. I hadn't played Gears 5 yet, so I installed that. Um, How's that it's, going? It's, that is a Gears game. Um, it does what it says on the tin. Everyone is jacked as hell on steroids, uh, and it's extremely cool. fascist. Um, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, those games are all always, you know, fash. That you sort of can't get around that when you posit um, a swarming, you know, apocalypse-level zombie event, and then, you know, all life has to be combat against this mysterious otherized group of warriors who use the same guns you do and reproduce by mm-hmm. kidnapping your people. Um, <laughs> you know. Sure. And there's... Uh, yeah. It, they try to both sides it because they always try to both sides it. There's this... Particularly on the no scene where you're doing a... You know those those scenes we have now where you slow walk through a village and talk? Um, mm-hmm. There's one of those mm-hmm. at the beginning of the second act. Uh, we walk through this uh, camp of outsiders who don't want anything to do with your police state. And, you know, it's just all these people spitting on you and calling you fascist directly. Because now we can use the F word uh, in these games. How dare so they're they? directly calling us fascists. Um, and it's implied that they don't know what fascism really means. Like, one's like a kid saying fascist. Is that bad, mommy? Uh, that sort of stuff. And then, of course... Um, as soon as you finish this section, uh, the enemy shows up and kills them all because, you know, oh, sure, they were wrong. They were incorrect they were, to yeah, not they were, they were fools to, to, to try to be out here on their own. Um, and then, of course, that, you know, to show how bad they are, there was like this. There's some thing about how they were testing the fake fuel source on children. But, oh, oh, when when the government learned about this, they shut it all down. Um, 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's a gears game. It gets some fun shooting in. Um, I sounds like you're having. A I, lot I am with it. like Act Two. Honestly, it opens up. It's got a, a like a semi-open world thing going on. Um, mm. and you're on this like wind sail ice skiff that uh, okay. it looks really cool. It controls really well. It backs up like a car. And if you know anything about skiffs or sailboats, I don't. Well, they get powered by the wind. You can't put the wind into reverse. <laughs> but yet, this thing, you know, if you hold L and push back on the stick, this thing will, you know, accommodatingly back up like it's a car. Um, oh, well, that's I mean, helpful. honestly, like, I, I rag on it, but if I had to play that game without a reverse <laughs> on, like, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish that they put it in animation of, like, you know, like, wheels coming down and sticking into the ice and hauling the thing backwards. Uh, or something right. like that, because it's not like it backs up fast. Obviously, it's not like it's sailing. Uh, but you know, I, I do not object to there being a reverse key in the game. It's just kind of weird. But no, it you know, there's a lot more. It's it's a lot less corridory than the previous gears, which is nice. Um, the plot seems to be garbage, but uh, I didn't come to that game play for the plot for plot uh, there's there's some cool horde Perfectly there seems reasonable. to be less horde defense stuff at least so far um gears four was really big about you know all right now i'm gonna we're gonna give you this area and you're gonna have a fabrication thing that will allow you to spend this amount of points to build an auto turret or this amount of points to build a, a barricade that sort of stuff and then you had to hold that point against successive waves uh that mode is still in the game as a multiplayer option but they've really de-emphasized it in in, in the cool. plot uh, in favor of this open worldy type stuff, which is nice. So I've I've been I, I sort of audible to that. I've been having a decent amount of fun. I'm gonna move on to other shit really qu- quickly though. Nice. Um, I've been playing my normal games. Um, I've been getting a bit more into Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it right now. I think it's I think the close quarter combat is uh, is not mm-hmm. good. Um, but I don't think that is a particularly controversial opinion. Um, uh, the game I've actually played a little bit more of this week that I really enjoyed, um, not on stream or anything, is um, uh, Ape Out. Yeah. I finally like kind of gotten a bit more into Ape Out. I'm playing it with a controller. That's the uh, the one where you're the gorilla and it's like a twin state or it's like a Hotline Miami type thing. Okay. Yep, and you're just killing people yeah. to escape, um, but throwing them against walls and such. It is um a lot of fun. It's very good. Um. It is worth playing, and you should play it. It has great soundtrack. Um, the The whole thing basically runs on a kind of like I don't know. Very, I'm trying to think of like it's not bebop, and but it's not also not like experimental jazz or swing or it's something I quite recognize. But it has kind of like a blue note sound, um, and the jazz is very like heavy on the snare drum, um, heavy on the bass, and like just punctuates everything that you're doing through all the levels. So it's really fun. Like it, it takes the place of the kind of like, uh, um, uh, what would that be called? Like, um, neon punk of, uh, of hotline Miami, um, and does something different with it. So I would say it's a really, really good action game. You should definitely give it a shot. Um, it's probably pretty cheap on steam right now. Uh, but if not, you should just pay full price because the people who made it are uh, indie developers, and the game is good. Yeah, cool. 
Well, all right. That's that's all I know. Uh, John, where can people find your work this uh, week? On Twitter. Um, where okay. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, all my stuff is. You know, I'm working for private clients now. So uh, it's just me on my private clients, eh? Well, you know, um, non-public facing stuff that's boring but pays bills. Are you uh, are you working for? McKinsey? Oh yeah, I fucking wish. Uh, then I would. Then both I wouldn't have a soul, so I'd be happy about what happened in the elections on Thursday, um, <laughs> and I'd be getting paid to just make spreadsheets, uh, as opposed to what I'm doing right now, which is getting paid to uh, copy edit marketing materials. Okay. Well. That sounds miserable. But it's good work. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have it. Makes me happy to hear. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next week. Um, Hopefully something will have happened by then. Uh, Now that the Games Awards are over. But I doubt it because it's the holidays. Maybe we will make some sort of themed episode as a a sort of, I don't know. Filler. (laughs) Apology. Oh, yeah. You you, you sort of did it mask off style there. I like that. Okay, cool. All right, everyone. Good night.